welcome to the Biblically Discerning Podcast, where we seek to have intentional and thoughtful conversations about theology and life. We want to walk in truth and grace the way that God designed us to live. So with that said, let's get into this week's podcast. Welcome back to another week on this podcast. We are going to probably change the name again. We'll find a name sometime. If you want to give us a name, feel free to write it in on one of the uh, Q&As. Even if it doesn't answer the question, I don't care. Give us ideas. Anyway, this week it's me. Uh, My wife is working and uh, the other people are, I guess, busy. I don't know. So we will be going through my testimony instead. I will post any links in the description to anything I mentioned podcast-wise or um, book-wise, whatever it might be. And I might post my testimony bullet points. Maybe not. I mean, might not make any sense to you. And uh, I'll probably be jumping around a lot. Try and keep it linear. We'll see. Let's begin. When I was a young lad, I had a lot of anger, a lot of rage. I would beat my sister up a lot, punch, kick, get annoyed at her, no reason, irritated, whatever. Just take out my frustration on her. Uh, our relationship was horrible. I mean, it's good at sometimes, but other times, not not great, not at all. Church life during that time, hit or miss um, during baseball. I mean, I'd have tournaments during the weekend, so it would be hit or miss. It it didn't really, it didn't matter um, to me. It was kind of up to our own decision. And we grew up in a UMC church, so I was baptized as the infant, sprinkled. And confirmation was around 5th or 6th grade. I ended up starting to go to church when I could. I don't know why. I just kind of wanted to. I'd go to the early service, kind of sit in the back by myself, and then just go home. Sometimes my mom would be there. She was volunteering a lot or working, so she might be there sometimes. But confirmation was the start of my change. I was still rageful at that time. I wasn't really when I was in public, but just at home with my sister for whatever reason. And when I was going through confirmation, even though I hated the process, I think that's what initiated the change. Because during eighth grade, I realized that my sister would be gone in a year. She'd be in college. And our relationship was hot trash, if you will. So... I began to want to change. I started reading every night, maybe a verse or two, or have a plan that I would do every day on the Bible app. And one that I prayed every night was James 1.19, be slow to speak, slow to anger, and quick to listen. And so I think that started forming me and changing me. I also started to bombard my sister in a good way where I would uh, walk into a room and just hang out with her, whatever she was doing, just kind of hang out, talk, chat. If something bad was happening, just 
kind of be there. Um, no rhyme or reason, just kind of wanted to hang out. Um, I think that kind of started it. And then it grew from there as I would hang out with her and her friends whenever they were over from choir and just kind of be the <laughs> the young brother that was there. Uh, probably a little annoying, I guess. Uh, and then freshman year of high school, she was still in high school, so I hung out with her uh, in the choir room even though I was in band and baseball, and uh, which was really awesome that she kind of took me under her wing Um so I wasn't alone. And through that, our relationship grew as a lot better, and it's it's awesome. It's amazing what God can do. But in, ba- in high school, I was in baseball and band and was kind of bullied in baseball for my skinniness, my high pitch, uh, pitchness, because I was like 115 pounds almost, maybe six feet. I was getting there. And my voice was high-pitched. So, I mean, what do you expect in sports? Come on. (laughs) But baseball ended up not working out after freshman year. I ended up just sticking with band. But band was where I kind of got mocked for my faith a little bit. Not not severely, but people would call me, oh, the good Christian boy. And I'd be kind of left out of groups because people would be doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. And I guess... It's not the kind of groups I wanted to be around anyway, but it's kind of left out. It's kind of by myself a lot. And freshman year was also the start of where my dad quit his job and then started drinking and became an alcoholic, which um, it was probably the end of freshman year when my sister left because she wasn't really around it that much. And... That that was interesting to say to say the least. Um, it was a war zone for sure, an emotional war zone. Thankfully, not a physical one, but an emotional one. It, it was really hard to watch, really hard to listen to, and just to be around. I I wanted to escape all the time, so I would be upstairs in my room playing video games with my friends or um, just away on a bike ride, on a run, outside, just just away. Uh, it, it ended up being a good thing. It grew my mom and I close together. Um, and we have a, a good relationship there because of it, but for <laughs> bad reasons. Wish that it hadn't happened, but he was an alcoholic through second year of college then became sober for about a year and we'll come back to that in a little bit so junior year of my high school career if it is a career i don't know uh, i met willie steven and parker through the contemporary worship when my mom finally got me to visit and um, check it out willie was the sound guy steven was the worship leader and parker was the future pastor chris was there at the time and then he it was a really, I didn't know Chris that much. He was maybe there for a few weeks, and then Parker was there. So started meeting with Steven for guitar lessons, which became a discipleship relationship where it was just talking, teaching, and uh, an awesome time. Willie, kind of the same thing. 
that that one we'll get into more detail later on because uh, that one didn't really become a huge friendship or anything. It was more of an acquaintance uh, for a while. And then Parker, we started meeting senior year of high school as I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and had some questions about faith. Uh, like, for example, Genesis, why didn't we get to take the fruit of the tree? Why didn't we get that choice? So that kind of started the those meetings where we meet with him weekly and Stephen kind of weekly. Um, senior year, I also went to a mission trip for a week during spring break to Jamaica, where I got to build and make concrete and a covering for a school for the teachers to go to the bathroom without getting rained on. That was awesome. We also got to do VBS with the kids and go play soccer, or I think they might call it football, and absolutely get destroyed by those kids. I mean, I was made a fool. <laughs> it was bad. That was a huge time for me because uh, I really didn't want to go. I was kicking and screaming, like, why am I going? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. No, 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 no. And then come back and like, that was awesome. That was amazing. And I think that kind of initiated my faith for sure in living it out. I didn't know it then, but I, I know it now. Moving on from there, finding my career. Um, talking to Parker about it, talking to my ex-girlfriend at the time about it, talking to my mom about it. Uh, a lot of different ideas. Air traffic controller, audiovisual installer. Uh, engineer, mechanical engineer, aerospace engineer, business, international business, finance, accounting, you name it, I probably thought about it, except if it was medical, because I can't stand needles. Can't stand needles or blood. Yeah. Um, one that kind of came out of nowhere, though, and I believe it was my ex-girlfriend who mentioned it, was Pastor. That's one that still troubles me today. I didn't really understand the implications of it at the time, but it, ca it keeps coming up, actually. I won't really dive into that because it's not really about the testimony. But that initiated my dive into theology and understanding theology, reading and my love for theology, really. So finding a career, I ended up going with mechanical engineering, changing in the middle of the summer to international business. And make this really short, through my entire career of college, I changed, I think, five times. So I went from mechanical engineering to international business to cyber engineering to accounting to back to, you name it, International business. Um, <laughs> so, I went to OSU for a semester. It was another formative time for me. I made the decision to live out this faith and make it my own. I found BCM up there, and they helped me tremendously. I don't think they know it, but they did. It was, let's do life together. And let's do it right. So we'd have Bible studies, of course. 
We would have worship nights, of course. But we'd also have groups that played volleyball, sand volleyball, um, court volleyball, ultimate frisbee, um, you name it. They did it together. We went to the basketball games, football games together in the world, but not of it. It was like how you should live as a Christian. It, it was awesome. It was awesome. I ended up leaving because I wanted to be home. It was also super expensive to be out of state, and I wanted to be home. So I came back home that semester, and I met, well, sorry, sorry for the silence. Let me back up a little bit. So freshman year of high school, this will be really quick, I also started struggling with masturbation and porn. So I stopped struggling so much with patience and rage and transitioned apparently to masturbation and porn as I was going through puberty. I was also in, a, I was in not good counsel at the time. So the friends that I had around me also did that thing or did, did that thing, uh, did those things and encouraged it. And the people that I kind of looked up to as believers that I thought were believers um, I don't think we're, I don't know, don't talk to him anymore, but pointing me in the wrong direction to say the least. They encouraged it. It was a thing to do. Um, and so I masturbated and I looked at promiscuous women and that was a struggle that I had and didn't talk to anybody about. I kept it to myself. I was still the good Christian boy that I felt like a hypocrite and didn't tell anybody or talk to anybody about it until OSU, where um, Jono, I talked to him one night and confessed the first time. And man, is it good to confess? It's so good to confess to believers. It was freeing. Though it didn't free me at the time, it was relieving to hear that other people struggled with it as a Christian and were going through that. But we're going to go back on to where I am. Just keep that in mind for later on. So at OSU, there was a conference to the, outside of Stillwater where OU and OSU kind of met, and there was a speaker, and the speaker was JP, Jonathan Bacluda. Awesome podcast he does now, Becoming Something. I'll put that in the notes. But he was the first person as a pastor on stage that I had heard talk about hard things like porn, masturbation, drugs, alcohol, and sin in general. It was shocking and convicting, to say the least. Um, sweating in my seat, really. And at the end of that was a question on a scale of one to 10. If you were to die, do you think you would go to heaven? One being not at all, 10 being absolutely no question about it. And I answered around a five, six or seven, somewhere around there. I'm going to say six, I think. And I did not understand the sacrifice of Christ at the time. It was like, well, I guess Jesus died and forgave my sins, but 
I, I don't know if he'd still let me in. I, I just don't know. Um, how can you know? And then he shared the gospel and why you can be a 10. Now, keep in mind, there's about three, not 300, more than 300, probably 500 people in that room, that auditorium. And I'm very shy. I'm extroverted, but I'm shy, very shy. And he asked if the people who had less than a 10 would stand up if they want to be a 10. And I, knowing that I wanted this to be a point of no return, if you will, in my faith in Christ, said, or not said, I stood up. And I was sweating, pounding, adrenaline, pumping, all the things. Um, I remember it so well. And then he prayed over us, and that was that. Fast forward again back to coming back to Houston in the winter and transferring to HCC. We, I went to a college get-together with the church that I grew up in, met or re-met a girl from high school um, who we started talking, kind of hit it off pretty well and continued talking, then started dating. And I, because I was not wise or knowing of the Bible that well, I had just finished reading the Bible in a year for the first time and not understanding principles or anything like that or really anything, not having counsel around me yet. I, or good counsel, I should say. Um, went on to date and hang out, and she lived in Nacogdoches, so did my sister, actually, at the time. So I stayed with my sister when I visited. Eventually, my sister graduated, obviously. And so I would stay with her in her new apartment with her friends. Um, first of all, horrible idea. Such a bad idea. My goodness. I also didn't have great counsel from my friends at the time um, who promoted to do sexual things. Like, if you don't do sex, it's okay. Um, sorry. You're not doing sex, then what? Then it's okay. And so doing sexual things was okay. And my, I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. It's not, I guess a sin is, yeah, it's just, yeah, that makes sense. My foolish self. Um, so, started to engage in um, sexual acts. I won't go into detail, but that's that's it. Um, not sex, but sexual things. So, I mean, almost just as bad in the bonding side of it. Um, dated her for a year. I went back and forth, being convicted and not convicted of it trying to stop and through this I was still struggling with porn and masturbation keep in mind so doing those things did not help the masturbation or the porn um, and had not yet talked to Stephen or Parker or Willie about it and it was I always kept it vague um, later on funny enough though I talked to Parker he's like yeah don't worry I knew it's like what Dang it, I should have just talked to you about it. Um, finally, a year later, some conversation had slipped and found out that she had cheated on me. Talked to Parker about it. 
could go either way, he said. I ended up thinking I could stay. And I was like, no, I can't do it. Um, this is bad. All of it is bad. One, she cheated, and then two, we're doing bad things. And through God's grace and amazing mercy and help, I got out of that relationship and was freed from that sin. Um, that was really hard. Because then also Parker decided he wanted to leave that same week, that same day that I uh, broke up with her. That was really tough. <laughs> and if you don't think that, that doing those things can um, alter your mind or change things or make it difficult or whatever, I wanted to go back to her almost immediately. I felt so bad and felt like I had done the wrong thing for a week and thank you God that you reasoned me out of that because it was it was bad I wanted to crawl back to my vomit um so <sighs> huge learning experience that summer that I had broken up with her I talked to Willie after a dream I had had a very vivid dream where I confronted a witch and in the church. And that kind of opened the spiritual conversation with him and deepened our relationship. And he offered to do a seven steps to freedom in Christ. And so we did and got freed from porn and masturbation and confessed those things and was held accountable, put accountable software on my phone and my laptop, and my technology that I owned, did all those things, um, was working towards freedom, struggling through it, it wasn't just a, let me flip that light switch and it's all good, no, it was hard, and many times failed, and had to get back up and try again, and so, working through that, um, grew that relationship, and got another member of the council on my side. Um, I had some very, very good counsel that I'm very thankful for. Um, I also started using an app called Through the Word, which goes chapter by chapter, about 10 minutes each time, or each chapter, and just teaching you the Bible. So I was starting to grow my knowledge and understanding of the Bible principles, how to live, and then also gaining freedom in Christ. I was also growing in my faith and walking in it. I had a roommate who used to be Catholic and was talking to him on why he doesn't believe and kind of questioning him on things and confronting. Started my evangelistic walk, if you will. Also started by started a Bible study at Frisbee. And then led another a different Bible study. I'm not not trying to toot my own horn. Um, just trying to show the growth that I was having at the time. Uh, my dad eventually got sober, which was an amazing, amazing thing. Um, I had confronted him a year prior of him getting sober, and he said, "I don't want to change. I don't. I I am who I am. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do this." And that was really hard, really hard. 
Then the year passed. I was graduating college, and I was about to go on a mission trip for two years to New Zealand through the Navigators. And he started drinking again. I had gone on to a retreat. I'll back up for the mission trip to New Zealand. I went on a retreat with the Navigators to Austin and had an, uh, a weekend away with nature and a group of godly people. And they brought up mission trips, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I, I think this is a really good thing to do, um, to devote two years of your life to the Lord completely. Um, and so I was like, oh, they have New Zealand? Crikey, I gotta do it. I love Australia and New Zealand. Man, I gotta see those hobbits. Um, that was so bad. Uh, <laughs> so I was, I was really sold on it. At the time, though, I also was dating or wanted to date and marry Leia, who I am now married to, thankfully. Um, I was sold on her. I was also sold on the mission trip. I, for whatever reason, I knew that she was who I was supposed to marry. Um, that's a whole nother podcast Yeah, she needs to be here for. Uh, how our relationship came to be, how it unfolded and is what it is now but back on track New Zealand I went to their conference and then came back I was like this is awesome I'm gonna apply and go through this and then went through some really hard decision makings um, graduated college went on the training in Colorado for it and I ended up feeling really convicted and like this is not a good idea I don't agree with what they're saying. I don't agree with their organization and what they're promoting. I also want to be home because I'm burnt out from church and working. I have my dad who's starting to drink again, and I don't want my mom to be alone. And all these things were going on, and um, they were very gracious and, and, and thankful that I was honest with them uh, about it and so I did not go on the trip to New Zealand. If I if I did, I would just, I would be there right now. Actually, um, met some awesome people there though, and I get to hear about their their mission work um, about every month. And came home, had some realizations though about mission work and thinking about well, what should a missionary really be doing? Because what they were having us do was go on to a campus and be a campus ministry. And I was like, I guess, yeah, that's good. I really do think that is a good thing, obviously. I found the BCM at OSU and uh, Navigators on campus at HBU. and So it is a good thing, but I was like, there's not a lot of people going with a mindset of, I'm going into the workforce. This is my mission field. This is where I need to be. And so I had a very convicting thought of, I need to be in the workforce, not in ministry, because the workforce is my ministry. That kind of uh, change of thought. So I got hired at OVS, where I get to install audiovisual equipment for conference rooms all over, and get to meet new people all the time, and work with them, and then have continuing relationships with some, and talk and evangelize with some, and others not so much. Um, 
I also got baptized the summer uh, before my trip to Colorado for the training because I wanted a believer's baptism. And so I asked Parker, Stephen, and Willie to baptize me and then got the whole gang to go out there to San Marcos in the river and get baptized and have an awesome, awesome day. Um, yeah. My dad was starting to drink again. Um, just need to keep praying for him. Um, yeah, I think I did leave some stuff out. For sure, um, it's been a it's been a really interesting way that God has shaped me and also sharpened me, but um, tried me as well. Not tempted me, but put me through fire, refining fire. It's also a good song. Um, it's kind of the gist of my testimony. Some details here and there. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. I hope this is helpful for you all. Um, insightful, maybe, to whatever, but also give more depth to who, you're, who you are listening to and uh, not credentials, but kind of what we've been through and uh, where we are. Uh, maybe we'll do more testimonies in the future, but at least mine will be there for now. I'll pray and and get us out of here. Father God, I thank you for this time and the time of, uh, it's going to sound weird, but time of my life that you've given me uh, with the testimony that you've given me of faith in you. I also hope that this testimony will help other people to know you better and come close to you and know more about you and seek you more, give you more glory. Jesus name. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>